We trying to run them numbers up, y'all. You want to help grow the brand? Subscribe to the YouTube right now. Be the first to check out new episodes of Taste and Notes from the Streets, our fire visual and event series where we pair our favorite foods from the hood with different wines from around the world. I mean... If you only listen to the podcast, you're only getting half the fun. So subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. One. This is a moment in wine and hip hop brought to you by Crew Love, blending wine and hip hop at the highest level. Wine and hip hop. Wine and music. Yo. Yeah, what's good, Josh? Your man, Jermaine Showtime Stone, a.k.a. The Wolf of Wine, a.k.a. The Zara Vibes, a.k.a. Young Thanos. So I'm just out here collecting Infinity Stones. This week, we got the first of two episodes with someone that I have immense respect for, Miss Cha McCoy, sommelier, public speaker, entrepreneur. She is the pinnacle of professionalism. Her wine knowledge goes deep, and she knows how to use it. Something that I really admire about Cha is the way that she explains wine in great detail, but at the same time makes it approachable. She just opened the Communion, a wine and spirit shop up in Syracuse, New York, which is much more than a place you can just buy your wine. You can also learn a lot there through social gatherings and classes. Yo, she is a true hustler. So we actually sat down for this interview a while ago, before the 2022 Charleston Food and Wine Festival, where she straight bodied. Before opening the Communion, she was already in NYC busting moves. I love Cha because she is so Harlem through and through. She is so Harlem, we had to record the episode in Harlem at a Harlem staple, Harlem Tavern. If you're from Harlem, if you visited Harlem, you know exactly what I'm talking about. If you've been there and you didn't go there, if you haven't been to Harlem, you're playing yourself. This was a very special episode, not just because we recorded it on location in Harlem, but I think that it speaks to what makes Cha so different from all of her peers in the wine industry. It's how real she is. To let you know how Harlem she kept it, she brought two ferocious Harlem MCs just to kick it with us at the show. But you're gonna have to tune in to part two to get that one. So now, without further ado, my girl, Cha McCoy. <laughs> Aka Look, you from Harlem. Cha I assume. Aka. I, I assume that like if Cha I laid Ching. The, oh, oh, it's Cha Ching. You've been using that. You've been using Cha Ching for a minute. I could tell. Everybody I could tell. Knows. That's Come classic. On. That's classic. C boogie with the hoodie. <laughs> <laughs> I'll take it all. I'm like, hold on. I want one of those Aka. Levels. I got all those names too. Yeah. Uh, I'm happy to be here. Thanks, Jermaine. Man, thank you. Thank you very much for joining. This um, we were talking off camera. This is very, very long overdue. For sure. The wine industry wants this. The streets want this. The streets want it. Like, they want to know. I feel like this show gives people a way to open up to the wine industry in a way that they haven't been able to open up in the past. Mm. Um, so, thank you very much for joining. I appreciate that. Thank you for having me. Definitely. So, you know, you are a woman of respect in this industry. Everybody knows you. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Shout out to my man, Marquise. I was with Marquise a couple of nights ago. Uh-huh. We were talking about Charleston. Yeah. He was like, yo, I'm going to be going out there. He's like, yo, Chai's like the beverage. And I'm like, yeah. He's like, yo, she be everywhere. <laughs> so, <laughs> we outside. <laughs> so I say all that to say you be everywhere, yeah. <laughs> right? Sure. How, how did you get into wine and like how did you start to move in all these circles? 
actually, and we didn't even start where we at. We right now recording in Harlem, across the street from my first wine job, mm. wine shop. Shout out to the winery right here on 116th and 8th Avenue. That's my first wine job. Um, I started working there when I moved back from Italy in 2012. Mm. Thought I knew something about wine, you know, you, you know, so you get a chick with a passport. Now she right. know about wine. So I was <laughs> like, yo, yo, put, give me the job. I need to know. And so I wanted to reconnect with that lifestyle that I have from living in Italy. I learned about wine, but didn't know anything about any regions or countries outside of Italy. So mm. I had came back here, was supposed to get a whole corporate job, didn't do that. And the first thing I thought was I need to continue day drinking, as we right, say, you know, right. and so I end up getting a job at a wine shop. And I think I was already at a point of, for those who don't know, my background is in engineering. So when I came back from Italy, it was like, am I going to go back to engineering or not? Like what I was going to do. Right. A lot of people know I was passionate about being in the fashion industry. Um, so people who really know me from back in the day, if you're from Harlem, you already know fashion's in our DNA. So it was very easy to go one way or the other which I did. I returned to end up working for Saks Fifth Avenue slash Lord and & Taylor. And those who represent the North and Canada, you know I work for the Bay. So that was my, like, am I going to go hard in the, in the paint and fashion mm -hmm. or am I going to do it in wine? But I knew with this engineering degree, I had to make a decision yeah. uh, because I had to start branding myself underneath one of them. <laughs> That's mm. how. Wow. So I had to, like, make that real... That like it was like a pivot, but it was more about personal brand pivot. You know, folks right. knew me engineering. I wanted to be in wine. No one knew me in wine, mm -hmm. and I didn't know wine uh, well enough to really kind of promote myself out there. So at that point, did you think about the wine industry per se, or I didn't was even know it just what it like was. I wanted to learn about this thing? Yeah. Wow. I literally wow. was just like I learned about wine. I felt like I had the confidence because. I'm coming back with a little bit of Italian and everything. I'm like, right. yo, put me in the game, coach. <laughs> so I went straight to a retail shop right, and just right. like, I know I can sell these Barolos, like, mm -hmm. because I go there. Like, I right. like I go to that region on the weekends, like, mm -hmm. you know, and so I can sell it with a different level of confidence maybe than anybody else in here. Right. So that was always my advantage point. I was the one that, you know, as we as I say, the traveling sommelier, I was the one right. in the ground on the ground talking to the winemakers, mm -hmm. tasting these wines, different vintages, coming back with this information from there and bringing it back here. Now, don't have me selling burgundy. I right, was like, right. I don't know nothing about nowhere else. I could <laughs> right. sell, I'm a specialist, you know, mm -hmm. I can sell what I know. Um, and then from there, my mentor, shout out to Eric White, he's still the general manager of the store. Um, he was the one who was like, you know, these are the different certifications. I didn't know what none of that was. Mm. So he introduced me to the game. He got you. Now, you know, you from NYC, just like me, city kid, a lot of kids that grow up in the city, they mm. don't think about going to France, you right, know, right. or they don't think about chilling in Italy for a couple right. months. What was it, you know, growing up here in Harlem, like, what took you to Italy? You know what's so funny? My father just being, you know, a man, from, a product of his environment from the streets and having connections and with all types of people. And that could just be because of his, the nature of his uh, work. Right. Um, so whether we around folks, he was always like, it's that mafia style, right? Yeah. So like all yeah. gangsters <laughs> think they part of the mafia. So yeah. I think that was that idea too, right? So we used to chill in the Bronx all the time. He has connects everywhere. So the Italian restaurants, even the ones that's here in Manhattan, was low-key also like the spot. Like that's where mm. meetings would happen. Right, right, cold, right. cold for meetings, right? Was going down. So we grew up going into these restaurants, like yeah. me, my brother, 
etc. So they treat us like family. Mm -hmm. So for me, Italy, uh, even Chinatown, um, those were my father's meeting points for a lot of his business, his business dealings and uh, his clients. But for, as a kid, that was just a spot I ate with my dad. Like right, I didn't right. know anything about, yeah. you know, uh, much of like wh how he found this restaurant. Why are we in the middle of nowhere? Right, I don't know right. what it is. Who's all these people these in tracksuits? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and you realize as you get older from seeing movies and stuff, it's because there's no cameras here. Right. There's two ways out. Like right, <laughs> the right, feds right. come. Like oh, now I get it. Now I know why I was in these neighborhoods, right? Um, and so I just grew up real close to the food and the cuisine mm -hmm. through my dad. And so that was just like the next level for me, just always feeling like, oh yeah, Italian, that's just, we from uptown. Mm -hmm. I went to I went to high school, I went to Aquinas. So right near okay. Little Italy, like for me, right. I was like, you know, not that I am Italian, but I don't feel disconnected from it. And right. so you could literally go to Italy. You're yeah. like, oh no, this is a whole nother way. Exactly. So I yeah. think it's also like, feeling comfortable around mm -hmm. others. I mean, I think that also, like you said, being a New Yorker, we're not from a place that's like, oh, I've never met a, this kind of person, you yeah, know? Yeah. So it didn't feel like it was gonna be so foreign until I showed up and realized like, this is a whole nother culture, but um, then the Italian Americans that obviously I grew up around, so. Mm -hmm. We trying to run them numbers up, y'all. You want to help grow the brand? Subscribe to the YouTube right now. Be the first to check out new episodes of Taste and Notes from the Streets, our fire visual and event series where we pair our favorite foods from the hood with different wines from around the world. I mean, if you only listen to the podcast, you're only getting half the fun. So subscribe to the podcast and subscribe to our YouTube. One. With that, you know... Um, now you are in the wine industry mm -hmm. how have you you know you see so much you you've been around a lot of different types of people like what is your take now experiencing i always get fucked up by just like the dichotomy of uh -huh. my previous life with my current life mm. right and thinking about the different types of people that i was around back in the day versus the types of people i'm around now right and then you know i kind of hold on to that right so it just kind of fucks me up sometimes when I take a step back and look mm. at it that I'm now chilling with all of these kinds of people together. Mm. So that said, how does it feel for you to like, you know, come from a different background and mix with all of these mm. kinds of people? Like what what is your take now that you are in the wine industry, having right. a perception of what it was before, oh. taking where you came from to where you are now? Like, how does that feel? I think I'm still at the beginning. I don't think that's happened yet. I haven't you had moving. you busting some moves. I haven't had that moment yet. I think that in my head, you know, I'm still where I see myself in the wine industry today. Mm -hmm. I haven't even gotten to the peak of where I'm going. And then in order for me to, you know, make that kind of that synergy that you're referring to, I haven't, mm. that hasn't happened for me yet. I, mm. I'm still, it's still two different worlds. Right. I'm still very much in the in the weeds with folks that, you know, that's on our level. Mm -hmm. But when I came into the wine industry, it was never to be where we at right now, it's about right. it's where I'm going. Um, and so when I'm there, then I'll be able to like, you know, make the connections and make that kind of work, those two worlds come together. But right mm -hmm. now I'm still at the beginning of that. I mean, a lot of the people that, whether it's rap, hip hop, however, all of the artists here, even people that's basketball players and have different businesses that's based here in Harlem, 
I think the respect that I get evenly to them here in Harlem or even in the streets in general is because they're like, oh yeah, we know Cha and she went on her own wave. Like, you know, I, we mm -hmm. grew up in a yeah. world where you had to play basketball or be a rapper to even go to Italy, right? right. So I used to run into people that was from the Bronx that played on a foreign team while I was in Europe. They're like, yeah. Cha, what you doing? You on vacation? I'm like, nah, they gotta live here. Like, you know, <laughs> just like you live here. What are you talking about? You know, and so it was, it's kind of those moments is like, the respect or the people that I know that's from the streets that that everybody looked up to that went somewhere, right. they looked at me like, yo, child went her own route. She ain't, one, she ain't wait for no man to put her on. So mm -hmm. that's one thing too, mm -hmm. right? Um, but she wasn't in basketball, she was an athlete and wasn't into rap, but she still went her own route. So I think slowly, it's not happening, but it's happening in like this underground way right now. Yeah. Like over Thanksgiving table because we really family. Right. Or when I'm at people's baby showers because we really first cousins, you mm -hmm, know? So mm -hmm. those people, I see them um, naturally because we real, we real family here. Right. And that's why it's starting to happen now. Yeah, so nah. if you do see me attached to someone's rap brand or someone's fashion line, mm -hmm. some people don't realize because I probably, my brother played on a basketball team in elementary school. Like, you know, right, like, right. it may be a, you know, Harlem is small or Uptown in general is small. So mm -hmm. they made a much larger connection that people are much deeper, I should say, connection that I haven't even been able to bloom right. and make that. You get where I'm going? Mm -hmm. Like, I feel like that's Absolutely. what you were saying, but I'm like, nah, I'm like it hasn't happened yet. <laughs> like, you know what? But, but it will, but it will. I feel like, you know, it. It's happening, you know what I'm saying? Like, exactly what you described. Like, when you kind of, the difference in the kinds of people in my circles, like, right. fuck my head up sometimes, mm. you know what I'm saying? I got it. And it's just like, it's it's a lot to kind of take in sometimes, yeah. you know? So I'm, I feel like we walk in those shoes together, you know what right. I'm saying? So it's, right. it's always interesting to hear someone else's perspective on that. And you and I are both from these streets versus people who moved here. I think that when we talk about who we around, like if people track to him around, like that's not on Instagram. Like there's a right. lot of there's a lot of Instagrammable moments that's right. in my life that no one sees. Is what right. I'm trying to say. Yeah. And yeah. I guess with that being said, some people have to move to New York to make those moments happen for them. Mm -hmm. So they gotta track it all the time. Yeah. You know, I told you like half my moves or who I'm around, no one even sees. And I think that goes because we are actually from here. Like right, that's a little right. bit different mm -hmm. than someone that's here to like collect points like we're yeah. in a video game like I am not like that's not my wave here so um so I feel like we come at it from a different perspective mm -hmm. so when it's major then it's ready you know right I'm, right. A, I'm a no announcement kind of person yeah so I usually feel uncomfortable when it's about if I'm making announcements because the move been the play has been played mm -hmm. six months before you heard about it <laughs> right. like right. you know so I think that's another thing we're not like and I, I feel the same way about you. So, yeah. I mean, I, I really feel like that's just the nature of who we are and being New Yorkers every day. You know, we live in a movie. Exactly. It's totally true, man. Like, so it's different. The shit that I don't post, boy. <laughs> I'll be wishing I could, but I can't. Um, no, that that's wild. So I, I want to talk a little bit about um, your journey, mm. you know. So from working in a wine shop to mm. now, you know, educator, consultant, like, you know, we're gonna talk about the Charleston Wine Festival in a few. So, um, can you tell the audience a little bit about your business yep. and, you know, what you're doing? So, I am the founder of Cha Squared Hospitality, Cha Squared Consultant, Cha Squared Experiences. Um, and basically, underneath my branding company, I've based, 
I've taken what I've done as an apartment pop-up right here in Harlem in 2017, started out with six people, and now have formed that into an experienced business. Mm -hmm. uh, and so that means I, I am personally hired as talent, as a sommelier for other people's businesses, as well as I work behind the scenes as a consultant for clients, putting together their tours. Jermaine's hiring me for his tour, bro. Just let me know. <laughs> <laughs> no, no. We, we, no, it's cool. We can, we can let him know about that. Whenever it happens. I'm not, this is not, I'm saying, <laughs> nah, whenever, nah, whenever Jermaine does something, I'm going to be there. So if you're looking for him, to, for you trying to, no, I'm already, I already got this bag. Go for, go for another bag. <laughs> um, festivals, wine fairs. There was a wine fair in Spain, so I went out there beginning of September. Um, I was reviewing the comps for them, so all the communication. And because that one was actually private, they are looking to do uh, Vinesta is what it's called next year for 20, 2022 in Spain. But that one's going to be consumer. Mm. This one right now was just private. So when it comes to all of the ways that you can imbibe and experience wine, spirits, etc., you know, I'm developing and have developed a brand wrapped around coming in and tapping into my knowledge, my my team's knowledge, the level of expertise and spirits, wine that we have, mm -hmm. to be able to craft something that is good for your brand, if it's a promotional experience for a company, um, good for consumer-driven experiences, whether it's a travel, um, there was a tequila tasting in Oaxaca um, that needed to happen for a new brand that was coming out. It was a tequila and mezcal. So when they like, okay, we need a group of influencers to come, et cetera, so they'll tap into me. So mm -hmm. I'm just giving random examples right now and ranting, but just to give people some type of, let's say, real context behind right. the nature of my work has little to do with what you may see on Instagram. A lot of it may be programming based. So. In a nutshell, I'm a beverage programmer, and right. so it's been fun to be able to develop this world for people wrapped mm -hmm. around beverage. And people always forget how much beverage play a role in a lot of even things like weddings. Facts. So I was excited to even do like the Louis Martin. We did a, I did a paid promotion with them, wrapped around the idea of weddings. Always forgetting how wines need to also match their food level. So, you know, just yeah, weddings dropping. Be on some bullshit I don't know. Right? They like they go hard like, for their food. Why is that what they cheap out on? I don't know what the wow, hell they pouring. I never thought about that. Wow. So I did a series with them, blog posts, um, Instagram posts, etc. About like how what to think about when you're putting together your wine list. Mm -hmm. when, as well as you, same thing you think about your chef, etc. For the food and the catering portion for your weddings. So because weddings are events. So I, t I get mm. tapped in where I can, but I'm really trying to shine a light on making sure that beverage have a more prominent place right. of focus. Right. Some people just seem to forget about us. That's real. Wow. I got to say, man. But you, <laughs> you, you're doing a lot of shit. Like, I, I think that, um, you know, one, you know your shit. That's the whole thing. Like, Be a you, student to the game. You are a student to the game. Like, you get in, you make sure that you analyze everything before you even attack anything. I try. <laughs> this was a moment in wine and hip-hop brought to you by crew love